0: You are locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings,
1: part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day, final day of 2019 final podcast episode of 2019. Not just that final locked on Kings podcast of this decade. And as Kings fans know, it has not been the best of decades. In fact, The Kings have had the worst decade, not just in the NBA, but maybe in all of professional sports. That's why it's a good thing that it's finally coming to an end. But even with the struggles, the losing seasons, and not one single playoff appearance, we still were gifted with a handful of exciting, wonderful, amazing moments in regards to the Sacramento Kings, of course, topped off by the fact that this team stayed in the city that we love, Sacramento, California, instead of moving to Seattle. The entire relocation saga happened in this decade, the opening of the Golden 1 Center, the closing of Arco Arena. There have just been a lot of fun moments for us to look back on with a smile. So I thought, you know what, instead of saying bon voyage to a decade that has been bad for the Sacramento Kings in a negative way. Let's look at and relive some of the positive, fun moments over the last 10 years as a Sacramento Kings fan. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Locked on Kings podcast, your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage. All regular season, all off season, in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December. We have it for you. Going in to another decade here on this wonderful earth and in this wonderful city that we call Sacramento. My name is Matt George. I have the uh, privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last uh, five plus years. I have been covering the Kings now. This is my sixth season covering the Kings as both a radio host and reporter and a multimedia journalist online. Uh, but I have. Spent almost my entire life in this community, in this city of Sacramento. I grew up a die-hard Kings fan. Went to my first game uh, when I was six years old. I remember it very, very uh, vividly. My uncle, who was a season ticket holder at the time, took me to see Jason Williams uh, and the Sacramento Kings taking on the Los Angeles Clippers, which is fitting because, of course, the Kings are playing the Clippers tonight. Now, of course, this was last decade. This was not the, the 2010s. This was all the way back uh, in the uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, the glory era that I was lucky enough uh, to grow up in. But my point is I have been through it all with you throughout all the struggles of this decade, the the struggles of the, the Kings not winning a championship, even though we all know uh, they were the best team in the NBA for a couple of years. They were a better team than the Los Angeles Lakers. They were the great, greatest show on court for a reason. Uh, I've been through it all with you, uh, so I understand. And and a lot of these moments that we're going to be playing today and listening to today and reliving today on the Lockdown Kings podcast, I got to experience with you more as a fan than as a journalist. Now, a lot of the recent moments that are on this list. I've been covering as a as, as a radio host, but I didn't start my career uh, in sports radio until the the mid to late uh, 2010s, till 2015 2016 onward. Uh, I actually this is gonna make me seem extremely young to a lot of you, I'm I'm sure. I graduated high school in in 2012, graduated college in 2016, uh, began my career in radio as an intern uh, in 2015. So before that though, I was just a diehard fan of this organization. And I continue to be a diehard fan of this Kings team and this organization, despite my position. Uh, and that's why I uh, I love doing this. I love hosting this podcast. I love being able to speak with you and interact with you, Kings fans, and, and some of you that I would never interact with if it weren't for this platform. I've gotten to know over the last few years fans from Australia, fans from Korea, Brazil, England, all of Europe, South America. It's been wonderful uh, to be able to connect with so many Kings fans all over the world, not just here in the Sacramento community that I live in, uh, through this podcast. Uh, So before we get into anything, I just want to make sure to take this time and and thank you again uh, for listening to Locked on Kings uh, and trusting Locked on Kings as your source for Kings news, information, and talk. We have no time to lose today. So many moments. A lot of these were submitted by Kings fans themselves, by listeners to this podcast, whether it was on Twitter, at Matt George KHDK is how you can reach me on Twitter. Some sent me over Facebook, some sent me to them via email. Uh, and I compiled a list. I have uh, 11 things on this list, 11 amazing moments from this decade, I could not get it down uh, to a top 10, so I had to go with 11 things. And there were a bunch more, but these were just the top 11 that I picked uh, to make their way into the podcast today. Uh, We will also take the time briefly at the end of the podcast uh, to preview Kings and Clippers uh, if we have a couple minutes. And then I also wanted to uh, share a little bit extra or speak a little bit extra if I have time. I don't know if I'm going to have time, uh, but I talked about on yesterday's podcast briefly at the end Uh, My way of summing up the Sacramento Kings and our expectations um, going into the season versus what they are now Uh, that might sneak its way in at the end of the podcast. But let's jump in to some of these amazing moments over the last decade. They're not going to be in any kind of chronological order, but I figured I'd start with some of the most recent ones first because they're fresh in our memory. We'll get them out of the way, and then we'll jump into all the greater moments sprinkled throughout the remainder of this decade. When I asked for people to send in their top moments or memories being a Kings fan over this past decade, there were two main ones that I got. The first, of course, was the relocation saga. That entire um, the announcement that the Kings were staying in Sacramento, essentially, uh, was what they were uh, sending me. So, of course, got to get that one right off the bat. The other one was this one, the shot. That bogey hit just now over a year ago to beat the Los Angeles Lakers in late December inside a jam-packed Golden 1 Center. G-Man had an amazing call. G-Man Gary Gerald, radio announcer uh, for the Sacramento Kings, had an amazing call of this game winner. One of my favorite moments covering the Sacramento Kings. Golden 1 Center got so loud, and this reaction to me uh, just speaks to the excitement, uh, the sleeping giant that is in Sacramento for when the playoffs finally do return. Take a listen.
2: Belly holding, got to get it in, does to Bogey. Bogey drives to his right. Three for the win. He's got the bucket. The Kings get the victory as time expires. Pandemonium at Golden One Center. Oh, look at the sea of arms upraised. People jumping up and down in their seats, and Bogdan Bogdanovich being absolutely mobbed by his teammates. Final score 117, 116.
1: It doesn't matter if I'm listening to that call or if I'm watching the video. This play and this shot I use constantly as a pick-me-up for when I'm having a rough day or if I'm just frustrated with the Sacramento Kings or tired of the, the losing over the past decade. I watch this video and it recharges my batteries a little bit. Now there's another video that also does that for me from recent memory. This moment might be one of my favorite Kings moments of all time. And it happened in Summer League, the first ever California Classic, the opener of the California Classic, Sacramento Kings versus Los Angeles Lakers. Building off of the excitement of the Kings selecting Marvin Bagley with the number two pick, he was playing alongside Frank Mason, De'Aaron Fox, Harry Giles, basically a young super team that the Kings had put together for this California Classic and for Summer League play. And Marvin Bagley's first basket as a King rocked the foundations of this city.
2: Up by two, at 7-5, to five, Lakers force a shot, badly missed, grabbed by Fox, pushed the tempo, gives it inside, out. oh boy, Furman Bagley. welcome to Sacramento with a nasty left-hand rip. Look at the snarl on his face, and look at the reaction of Kings fans.
1: If I can take a moment to tie personal experience into that moment and into that call, we sit up in the media section, top of section 104, 105, uh, at the Golden One Center. And when you're sitting in media sections, this is the toughest part for me. Is you're you have to be unbiased. You have to you, there's no cheering. You have to keep your hands to yourself. Can't even fist pump. Things like that. Uh, so we have to sit there and through moments like, for example, the Bogdan Bogdanovich game winner, we can stand up and react like, oh man, crazy, wow, what a shot! But we can't cheer or actively root. But when that dunk happened. Most of the media there were were Sacramento media, local Sacramento media, and we all looked at each other just wide-eyed and went, oh my goodness. Of course, we now have the context of Marvin Bagley and Luka Doncic and whether it was the right pick or not, uh, so it's easy to apply. But at the time, remember, we were wondering, did the Kings make the right pick? With this young athletic big man in Marvin Bagley at number two overall, is he going to be a right fit next to De'Aaron Fox? And then the first play that we get of him scoring is an assist from De'Aaron with this team running and an absolute monster one-handed tomahawk jam down the lane. It was like a a parting of the clouds and sunshine just beaming on the golden one center. It was a crazy moment and something that I will cherish for a very long time. There was a big man here named DeMarcus Cousins that is always going to be a controversial figure. is going to be loved by many, hated by many. We will never know what could have been with DeMarcus and if he could have been the leader of a playoff or championship team. But DeMarcus gave us a ton of moments, both good and bad, uh, over the years here as a Sacramento King. From his first game after being drafted uh, to being traded away during the All-Star break. But probably his best moment, and this was suggested by a couple of Kings fans, but especially Travis on Twitter. This happened in 2016. DeMarcus Cousins and the Kings were locked into a epic battle with the Portland Trailblazers, where Cousins went off for 50-plus points in this game. And at the very end of the game, he was ejected and then un-ejected, and he helped lead the Kings to the victory.
2: Cousins and Aaron Aflalo were out there. Cousins pops out, takes the feed. He's working against Publin. He goes to the low stance. Now he drives it. He spins right. He's mugged. He shoots. He scores! Cousins with a three-point opportunity. Now has 54, pounding his hands together in exultation, Taking a walk before he goes to the free-throw line. 50-plus points right now. He's playing with emotion. He's playing strong. He got to learn how to keep his temper right now, understanding that this is an important game. Cousins is upset about something because.
0: I think he threw his mouthpiece, G Man. If that's you his second, he's gone.
2: Foul to the Kings and the Cousins. He is sprinting off the floor to the locker room. And 36 that- seconds to go. It was going to be an and-one opportunity. The officials are huddling. This is a strange sequence. I did not see what happened. He was over in the vicinity of the Portland bench, then was headed back toward the free-throw line. Now Dave Yeager has been summoned by Brian Forte. Forte jabbing a finger almost in the chest of the coach. I don't know what's got him upset. Now Terry Stotts is coming up there. He's being waved off by Forte. (laughs) They've rescinded the technical foul. That's the announcement. Cousins is long gone. He went to the locker room. So Cousins is gonna be summoned back to shoot the free throw. And listen to the ovation as the team Silver goes sprinting back and here comes Cousins out of the tunnel. This is one of the most bizarre things that we've seen in a long time. Cousins who has 54 points is going to go to the free throw line with a chance to give
1: the Kings a three point lead with 35 seconds to go. That was the first season inside the golden one center and believe it or not, that was the only home game that year that I did not attend live. So I was not in the building for that moment, but I've relived it many times watching the video online, speaking to people who were there and they tell me it was almost a WWE wrestling storyline type moment of him leaving, going out the tunnel, the booze, the anger, and then the cheers of him returning and coming out the tunnel, taking the floor, and leading the team to the win. Pretty awesome storyline that took place in that one game, uh, and uh, something that will be remembered by Kings fans for a long, long time. Bogdan Bogdanovich buzzer beater was not the only buzzer beater on this list over this last decade. The Kings actually had a handful of pretty awesome buzzer beaters, but this one I had completely forgotten about. It was pointed out to me, or I was reminded of it, by Jack on Twitter. He reminded me of this James Johnson buzzer beater against the New York Knicks back in Arco Arena. Cousins! Thomas! Johnson back to Isaiah! No! And still time. Isaiah was six. Thomas... Johnson for the
0: win! Yes!
1: James Johnson! With the shot of the year! Did he get it off in time?
2: There's the ball kicked out. James Johnson behind the line. It looks like he is. The yep. ball is gone. And so, wow! What a finish! Here in Sacramento. Another look. John Salmons gets it to James. Does he step behind the line? He sure does. Is it gone? It sure is. Is it in the basket? You betcha. Kings win.
1: I looked as hard as I could for the radio call of that moment. Could not find it, unfortunately. So that was the TV call with Grant Napier uh, and Jerry Reynolds. But still an amazing moment. You can hear the crowd reaction to that. And if you forget that moment, I encourage you to just go on YouTube or Google uh, and look up James Johnson buzzer beater win uh, versus the Knicks. And you can watch that uh, that entire sequence over again because it's pretty crazy and pretty chaotic. But maybe the most incredible buzzer beater in the history of the Kings came off the hands of one Tyreek Evans, who, of course, won Rookie of the Year, had that 25-5 and rookie season that gave us a lot of hope here in Sacramento. Unfortunately, beyond that season, things didn't quite work out uh, for Tyreek and the Kings. But this moment, this buzzer beater from over half court to end 2010 against the Memphis Grizzlies will forever go down uh, in Kings history.
0: J. Mayo, Mayo, off
2: balance, J. Mayo! Oh, my goodness, can you believe that? 1.5 seconds, no timeouts. Tyreek, Tyreek, at the hole
1: Grant Napier on the Sacramento Kings TV call there once again. Funny story the reason why we don't have the radio call of that moment on the Sacramento Kings flagship radio station is because at the time, Gary Gerald was joined by Fat Lieber, and Fat actually cursed live on the air uh, during that moment in the middle of the call. He was so shocked uh, by that shot going in that uh, that he cursed and unfortunately forever ruined uh, G-Man's call of that incredible moment. Um, but a moment I will always remember. I was at that game as a fan And uh, just pandemonium erupted inside Arco Arena. And the party from that moment and the shock from that moment carried out through another hour and a half of people just kind of celebrating and talking and chatting and having a good time uh, in the Arco Arena parking lot. So pretty incredible moment there. Omri Caspi, two-time Sacramento King is one of my favorite players of all time. Now, mostly for personal reasons, not because he was a phenomenal player, although he had a handful of fantastic moments with the Kings, but because he's a wonderful person. He was the first NBA player uh, that I ever got to interview, actually, when I attended Sacramento Kings Media Day, his rookie year as a high schooler. I got the opportunity to go uh, and speak with him, and he was so fun and and, and great and wonderful uh, with me at the time, and we continued that relationship. And, and I would like to think of friendship uh, throughout the, uh, the year years. And then he came back to Sacramento. So when he came back, it was fun interacting with him again. He's just a tremendous dude. So he's one of my favorite uh, Kings and just NBA players uh, of all time. But his best moment probably of his career happened in a Sacramento Kings uniform. And that's when he and MVP Steph Curry got into an epic three-point shooting duel in Golden State. Kings versus Warriors, a shootout in the west
2: deep three right wing curry hits the triple well you knew the explosion would come from the nba's leading score he missed his first six here's Caspi. he's got another three a deep right wing triple from omri gives him a 23 point first half he's equaled his career high in threes my goodness this is entertaining here's another three curry again he's got his fourth it's 56-53, shooting lights out now. Got a whistle here and a foul as Ben McLemore tried to drive. Everybody in the arena is on their feet and they're just ooing and awing at every possession. Omri six for six in the quarter he has got 18 of his 23 in the second the Kings are leading but only by three because Steph Curry after missing that first barrage
1: has now made four in a row he's four of nine from downtown and has 12 points. Maybe one of the craziest and coolest sequences uh, in the NBA that you can see. Go back and watch the video of that moment on YouTube or on Google or wherever uh, if you have the opportunity to do so. And just bask in the um, magnificence of what we were seeing. Just two phenomenal shooters uh, going at it and really setting the table for what is the modern NBA today. After the DeMarcus Cousins trade, the Kings were looking for their next star and leader. They got lucky In the draft lottery, moving all the way up to five. And with that pick, they would select De'Aaron Fox out of Kentucky. This was the reaction from Sports 1140 KHDK's draft party in downtown Sacramento when Fox was selected. For the life of me, I cannot remember what bar or restaurant we were in, but it was packed wall-to-wall with Kings fans. Uh, I was able to get up on the uh, the stage where the whole KHDK crew was set up, and I whipped out my phone to take a video. Of the moment, you can see that video on my YouTube channel, Matt George Sports on YouTube, or just look up De'Aaron Fox draft reaction should be one of the first results that comes up for you to see. But thousands of Kings fans packed into one small space, absolutely celebrating. And of course, Fox became a fan favorite quickly here in sack town. But that was not the only year that the Kings had some draft luck the very next year. The Kings, who were slotted to be in the 7 or 8 range uh, in the draft lottery, Got all the way to number two. This was my reaction with former host of this podcast, Jason Ross. We were on the air because of a Oakland A's baseball rain delay, believe it or not. So we were able to broadcast our raw reactions to the Kings moving all the way up. So here is the
0: ninth pick, which it's scheduled to be the Knicks if it stays as is. And it is the New York Knicks. So nothing has changed as of yet. The eighth pick, though. Is a big one. Remember, the Kings have pretty good odds of being eight. That means moving back one spot. That also would mean that the Cavaliers would be in the top three. Uh, So stressful. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers at eight. So here's the moment, guys. We are hoping the Kings are not the seventh pick. So far, the lottery has played exactly true to form. If the Kings are here, this is their best odds, but we're hoping they're not at seven. And the seventh pick belongs to, oh, my goodness, the Chicago Bulls. We're moving up. The Kings are in the top three guaranteed. How about that? That's what I'm talking about. How about that? The Sacramento Kings and De'Aaron Fox, with a big smile, they have moved into the top three.
1: Twice in a row.
0: Number six is the Orlando Magic. I said make the commercial. I didn't realize it was the second commercial. The Kings are going to be there. They have won the lottery in a sense of the top three. Number five is the Dallas Mavericks. I'm kind of nervous here.
1: So how does the Chicago
0: Bulls feel right now? Yep, that was the sweet spot, that extra win that Kings (laughs) fans were not happy about, true to form, and the number four pick is the Memphis Grizzlies. That means the Phoenix Suns, the Dallas Mavericks. No, excuse me, Dallas is gone. Who is it? They're fifth. Oh, the Atlanta Hawks, the Phoenix Suns, and the Sacramento Kings have the chance to win
1: the NBA lottery. They will be 3-2 or 1. Let's go! Of course, the Kings would end up with number two there, and the Suns, who had the best odds to win the lottery at the time, did win, drafted DeAndre Ayton. The Kings took Marvin Bagley. I don't have audio for this next one, but I had to include it because it was a game that I was at and a game that was meaningful for so many fans here in Sacramento. Here we stay night. This was during the whole relocation saga where Kings fans packed out Arco Arena and chanted throughout the entire game in an attempt to encourage the NBA uh, to stay here in Sacktown. And lo and behold, it worked. A lot of people sent me pictures of them going with their friends and family and tailgating before the game and everybody in their sections with with their Kings gear and their signs. And it was just an incredible night uh, in Sacramento basketball and Sacramento NBA history. So here we stay night definitely belongs on the list. Another game that is very meaningful to me, very meaningful to many here in Sacramento, was the final game ever. At Arco Arena, the building that housed almost my entire childhood. Arco Arena, also known as Sleep Train Arena or even Power Balance Pavilion. Uh, But it's always going to be Arco uh, to the the true OG fans here uh, in Sacramento. Arco Arena has just housed a number of monumental moments. And, of course, the Golden 1 Center is phenomenal, state-of-the-art, and I love every bit of that building, but it will never have the same place in my heart like Arco Arena does. The final game at Arco on February 9th, 2016, when the Kings beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who many thought were championship-bound.
2: There are the three dribbles. He spins it again. Here's the release on the second one. Got it cleanly. It's 114-112. One second to go. Inbounds. Westbrook from 75. No good! And in the final game ever to be played in this amazing building, a 28 year era comes to an end with a Sacramento Kings last second victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder. The final score is 114 to 112. Savor, savor the moment. There have been so many of them, so many magical times on the carpet that we have ridden throughout this building over the years. But this one's gonna be right up there, near the top. A two-point win over the Thunder to even the season series. And remember, that's an Oklahoma City club that has won 54 games this year, the third-best record in the Western Conference.
1: I try not to get emotional when I remember that night and I relive that night in my memories or over pictures or videos. I mean, like I said, that that building was my childhood, and I know I'm not alone in that. That building and even the old, smaller Arco Arena before that one uh, housed so many memories and so much love uh, for a lot of Kings fans. And when that building came to a close, it was was necessary, uh, but a sad end. To a wonderful, wonderful era, and uh, I still look fondly and smile, and sometimes my eyes water a little bit. Not only when I think about that, but if I'm driving uh, up I-5 or, or down 99, and I, I see uh, Arco Arena there, standing tall in Natoma's above all the other buildings, still standing there right now, um, I, I just I instantly think back to the wonderful memories uh, in that building, and I'm just so, so thankful uh, for all of the moments that I and other Kings fans have gotten to experience and share uh, within those walls. Final thing for you on this list. I've already mentioned it at the top, and I'm going to mention it again. The Sacramento Kings, the announcement of them staying here, not moving to Seattle. David Stern, uh, who was instrumental along with Mayor Kevin Johnson uh, in keeping the team here. Just the the freedom, the fun, the elation, the celebration uh, of Kings fans when that announcement was made. The relief on all of us that we were not going to be losing uh, the thing that we believe defines the city, what the city needs in order to thrive. And of course, since the Golden 1 Center has opened, we've seen what it's done to downtown Sacramento uh, over the last few years. And there's still so much more to come. That announcement that day I still believe spawned a golden era uh, for the, uh, the city of Sacramento. And hopefully, hopefully the Sacramento Kings themselves uh, will take part in that golden era with championships, wins uh, and success very, very soon. That is my list of 11 amazing moments of so the top 11 moments. Of this last decade, I could not get it down to 10 as much as I tried. I had to include all 11 of those moments in there. But there were so many more that you sent me. Thank you to everybody uh, who sent me your uh, your recommendations, your moments, your pictures, your videos, just your memories in general. Uh, I really appreciate them. And if you want to send more of those to me, if you haven't already, please do. At MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can email me at any time. George at sacklocalmedia.com. I have no time here at the end, so I'm going to speed through this really quick. Kings and Clippers tonight. Kings have one more chance to to make a memory here in this decade, and it would be cool for them to upset uh, the Los Angeles Clippers with a win, although I am not expecting it this evening. The Kings' losing streak probably will continue, uh, but we do not know yet. If Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, are going to be playing in this game or not, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so if you're going to the game, enjoy that. Have a great time. End the decade, hopefully, uh, with a bang, and just be out there uh, to support the team. That game happening here in just a couple of hours, actually. Uh, so many of you might be already listening to this podcast after the game is wrapped up. So, hey, Matt from the past here, hoping uh, that it is a Kings victory. Unfortunately, once again, I do not have time to go into detail on on things that I wanted to say about the expectations of the Kings this year to where they are now and just trying to sum up this team. Uh, So I will revisit that again, and we will discuss it more in detail when the Locked on Kings podcast returns. No podcast tomorrow. Uh, We are off for New Year's Day, but I will be back on January 2nd, and we'll continue with more phenomenal podcasts throughout 2020 and hopefully the entire decade and then some. Thank you all. Uh, for listening to today's podcast. Thank you for contributing to the podcast. If you sent in uh, your memories uh, and if you continue to do so, I appreciate you so, so much have a very, very happy new year. Be safe in all of your celebrations. And I look forward to having you back with me for 2020 until then. My name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to the locked on Kings podcast, part of the locked on podcast network.
2: You are locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast.